Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama Queen by your host Daphne. So for today's episode, I am so excited to start. But um, before I go on, I just wanted to say that my brain is a bit fried right now because I just finished a TOK um, essay slash like commentary, and you know it took me like two hours to do, and it was only three hundred words maximum, which is crazy it's like that's not enough words but you know if you're an ib student then i'm sure you will relate to what i'm talking about like i had to make sure that um i made use of you know those 300 words wisely i had to make sure that you know my thoughts were concise and that they were all connected and they all made sense so yeah that's a little fun fact for today you know if my brain just suddenly stops working in the middle of this podcast but yeah, I just wanted to say that. So anyways, I'm just gonna move on. Um, today, I'm gonna be doing another K-drama review. And today, the K-drama I will be talking about is Love Alarm Season 2. So, you know, if you're updated with the K-drama world, then you probably know what Love Alarm is. I'm sure everyone has watched it. It's on Netflix. And well, it's back for season two. And um, I should say that the genres of this K-drama is number one, romance, of course. Romance, school, it's a bit sentimental, emotional, and it's also based on a webtoon of the same name. So it was actually released on March 12, 2021. And the first season was actually released in 2019. So, you know, that's a little bit, you know, that's a while back. Like, um, it took... Uh, over a year and a half i should say to get a season two which is quite a while but you know it kind of makes sense because of course the pandemic happened so there was like a lot of restrictions maybe there was like some conflict with scheduling and all that so that's the reason why it took so long and um it's a bit disappointing i guess because there's only six episodes but at the same time i'm kind of glad there was only six episodes and Um, I'll tell you why at the end of the podcast. So, you know, I'm going to tell you guys if the wait was worth it. I'm going to be telling you guys if you should watch it, if it's worth the watch, if it is worth six hours or, you know, around six hours of your time to finish watching the second season. But anyways, before I continue rambling, first, I'd like to tell you the plot summary. So here I have two plot summaries because... One is just not enough, and you'll know why. So let me just read it to you. In a world where an app alerts people if someone in the vicinity likes them, Kim Jojo experiences young love while coping with personal adversities. And that's it. That's that's the synopsis that Netflix gives you. And honestly, I'm not a fan of the synopsis. I think um, it doesn't do the show enough justice. Um, and it sounds kind of boring. It doesn't sound appetizing. Like, if I read that synopsis and I didn't know the hype around Love Alarm, then I probably wouldn't watch it. <laughs> but anyways, um, I have here the synopsis from Asian Wiki, which is, in my opinion, a better synopsis. Um, it does spoil a bit, but I mean, well, it's a synopsis. <laughs> so, anyways, four years after the cell phone app Joe Alarm was created, People commonly use Joe Alarm version 2.0. The updated app has new functions to see two lists. One is for persons that like you and the other is for persons that you will like. 
Due to the new version of Jo Alarm, a small change happens between Jojo, played by Kim So Hyun, and Hyeyoung, played by Jung Garam. Jojo is on the list for people that will like you for Hyeyoung's Jo Alarm. Hyeyoung is happy about that. Sonu, played by Song Kang, left Jojo because his Jo Alarm didn't ring when Jojo was near him. He believed Jojo didn't like him, but he still can't wipe off the thought that Jojo might still like him. Well, that was that was a long one, but you know, um, I think I prefer that synopsis because, you know, at least I kind of have an idea of what's gonna happen in the K drama. But, anyways, um, let's move on to the cast. Of course, we have Kim So Hyun, who plays Kim Jojo. And I'm not talking about, you know, the Kim So Hyun, like the boy Kim So Hyun. Like, you know, the Kim So Hyun who plays um, the guy in <laughs> It's Okay Not To Be Okay. I'm not talking about the Kim So Hyun in My Love From The Star. I'm talking about the girl Kim So Hyun. Um, and she's she's been there for a while. Like, I remember when I first started watching K-dramas, um, she was already around. She was already there. She was already acting. And her K-dramas were actually one of the first ones I also watched. So like in... I've seen her in... Um, Where, Who Are You School? 2015. Um, that's one of my... I really like that K-drama. It's one of the best like school dramas I've watched. Which I remember. And she's in a lot. She's actually in an ongoing show right now called... Um, River Where the Moon Rises. Um, I believe it's still ongoing. And she's also in Tale of Nokdu, which I haven't watched yet, but um, it seems nice. And she was in Radio Romance. Of course, she was in Love Alarm. She was also in Bring It On Ghost um, and Nightmare High. I think I saw that on Netflix, but I'm not sure. I haven't really seen much um, reviews on it. But yeah, she just has a long list of K-dramas that she starred in. And it's crazy. Like, she's been in the industry for so long. So I really respect her for, you know, all of that. Anyways, moving on. Uh, we have Song Kang, who plays Huang Suno. And man, Song Kang, he's literally everywhere right now. Like, I swear, like, his shows, it's just, like, coming out one after the other. And... Man, this guy has been everywhere this year. And even last year, like, this guy's crazy. Like, he's really working his butt off, I think. And, you know, I'm sure you know him from Sweet Home. Of course, Love Alarm. And he actually has a show um, ongoing right now, Navalera. And I believe the first episode's actually coming tonight. Um, the day I'm filming this episode. So by the time that you listen to this, then you've probably seen a show already or it's already been out um and yeah i'm really excited to see him because he's also like in a k-drama with um what's her name like the girl in world of the married like it's not out yet but it's been confirmed that he's like going to star a show with her which is i don't know just crazy like damn he's everywhere and he also has more shows in the talks, I believe. Like, I don't know, the other day I saw on Facebook that he's going to be in a show with Park Min Young, who you may know from um, Secretary Kim. And I don't know, like, he's basically everywhere now. So, yeah, it's all I have to say. I know I've been repeating that sentence for, like, the past two minutes, but it's true. Anyways, moving on, we have Jung Garam, who plays 
Lee Hyeyoung, and I don't really know much about him, honestly. Like, I just know him from Level Arm, so I'm not sure what other um, K dramas he's played a role in, but you know, he's a pretty good actor as well. And of course, we have Go Min Si, who plays Park Gulmi. So, of course, you know Park Min Si from um, Home Alone as well. Or, not, sorry, not Home Alone. Um, Sweet Home. Oh my gosh, like, see, guys, my brain is literally fried. And she's also going to star in a new show with um, Lee Do Hyun, who is her um, castmate also in Sweet Home. So I'm really excited for that as well. And she's also in a bunch of other shows, I believe. She's in a few. Um, Welcome to Waikiki. Um, Hello My Twenties, My Sassy Girl, She's she's been in quite a few, so I'm really excited to see her in Youth of May, which is the title of the show um, she's going to start with Lee Do-hyun, and I think it's one of her first like lead roles, I'm not quite sure because I don't really keep up with her, but I'm just, I'm excited to see that show. And lastly, we have Kim Si-un, who plays Yukjo, and Yukjo is, um, if you're not familiar with her, she is the um, girlfriend, like current girlfriend of Song Kang, um, in the show, of course, not in real life. In the show, um, she's basically the one who's like chasing after Song Kang, and Yukjo is actually born in two thousand. Which, when I saw the year she was born, I was like, damn, like, wow, like she's young and very successful. I should say, like, who wouldn't want to be, you know. Not necessarily the leading lady, but who wouldn't want to play the girlfriend of Song Kang, like in a K drama, right? And when I saw her age, I was like, wow, she looks um, pretty old in the show, like in Love Alarm. But in real life, she does look really young. Like if you see her, like on maybe on Instagram or in other pictures, she definitely looks like her age. And it's just crazy, like how. Um, these makeup artists and you know stylists in the K dramas that we watch can suddenly transform you know someone who is pretty young and make her look suddenly like old and like she plays a um what do you call this like in the show she's like I guess like a work yeah she's like a model slash actress so yeah she's like of working age and now that I see um two thousand um. She's technically like 21 by this year. But still, like, it just blows my mind that she's only four years older than me. So, yeah, good for her. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna move on to my ratings for the show. Um, based on my last episode, I also rated shows um, on a scale of 1 to 5. But maybe in the next K drama review, I might do it on a scale of like 10, maybe? Just so that, you know, there's more, like, leeway. It's a bit more flexible. And, you know, I can, I guess, rate it more, maybe properly or accurately. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll do that next episode. So, anyways. Um, for the cast, I would give it a 5 out of 5. I think everyone suits the role really well. So, like, of course, Kim So-hyun, like, we know her as the girl who is, like, She's always playing the student, like the, you know, girl student. And 
I guess she just really suits that role, honestly, which is why she gets that role all the time. Um, and I just, I, it really suits her, like, um, the role of Kim Jojo. And especially Song Kang, he really suits the role of um, Hwang Suno. Because um, if you watch the K-drama, um, Suno is, this, he's a bit cold. He's quite quiet. You know, he's like that typical good-looking guy who is quiet. But at the same time, he's really straightforward. And I don't know about you, but Song Kang, like his face, and, you know, of course with his acting, you know, they just complement each other. And it really goes well with that, like, image of a cold, good-looking guy. Uh, so yeah, that really suits Song Kang. And for um, Jung Garam, uh, I don't really know much about him. So um, for his character, like, I don't really have much to say. I wouldn't say it was bad acting, but you know, I think I'm more into Song Kang. <laughs> and I'll say more about that later. But anyways, and also for um, Gomin Si and Kim Si they really suit the role. Like for Gomin Si, um, she really suits that kind of mean, bratty type of girl. Like it sounds really weird to say that, but the character she plays also in um, Sweet Home has that similar like personality trait. She's like a bit bratty, kind of like a spoiled girl, like wants everything to happen her way. And um, that's the best I can describe her. Like she's good in playing that bratty character. And uh, for Kim Seon, who plays Yukjo, I mean, I don't really see her much on, you know, um, um, Love Alarm because her character isn't really like a major character. But with like her minor roles, I really like her um, acting and I don't know, she's just really cute. I find her really cute like when she acts, which is kind of weird to say because she's like four years older than me. But anyways, uh, moving on. For a story, I had to give it a three out of five because I I'm going to go back to the first season. But from the first season, okay, like the script writing, or like, you know, the storyline between the romance of um, Kim Jojo and Suno was just kind of weird to me. Like, I don't know. I wish there was more like an in-depth relationship with them, like before they started like officially dating. But then in the show, they literally just like kissed each other in the middle of an alley, which in the first place shouldn't have had happened because um, Kim Jojo in the first season had like a boyfriend. Which she broke up with, you know, after he saw like the pictures of her kissing um Suno. But anyways, like before I like rant about that, like I don't know, it's just kinda weird. Like it's just so it's a bit immoral, like it's just wrong to do that, you know? And I wish that, you know, the scriptwriters kind of make their relationship more deeper, because it's a bit shallow, like how they started dating, at least to me. And I just wish like there was something more to their relationship than you know that first kiss. Like I wish that um, how they started their relationship was not just from that kiss. That shouldn't have had happened. I wish it was different. Like anything, you know, because um, Love Alarm was actually one of the shows that I showed my mom um, as like a one of her first K dramas because she was starting K dramas and she didn't really wanna. Um, commit to like 16 hours of a show and this drama the first season was like um 
it didn't just come out, but it wasn't old, if that makes sense. So I let my mom watch it because, you know, the first season was only like eight episodes. And also because um, one of my friend's moms, she was telling me how this K-drama made her feel like she wanted to be a kid again. Like she wanted to go back to high school. She wanted to get a boyfriend again. Like, like as a joke, of course. But yeah, she told me that. So I was like, okay, why not I recommend it to my mom? But my mom didn't like it also because of that, you know, that kiss scene, that kissing, sorry, oh my gosh, that kiss scene really like turned her off because she was like, what are kids doing these days? But anyways, I've been talking about that scene for too long, but basically all I have to say is the story is not my favorite. I also um kind of wish they didn't do that typical, um you know, love triangle, but again, like it's based on a webtoon, so I can't really say much about it, but at this point, like, I don't know, we've just seen so many love triangles, like, it's kind of repetitive at this point. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I love a good cliche K-drama, like, I'm a sucker for those, honestly, but I don't know, at this point, I guess I'm just not feeling it, so, yeah. This is all my opinion, by the way, like, you can have your own opinion, you know, like, if you really love, um, Love Alarm, oh my gosh, (laughs) that rhymes, but anyway, if you really like the show Love Alarm, then you know, like, no hate to you, like, I respect that, like, we all have our favorite, you know, K-dramas, so, you know, I won't judge, but that's just my opinion. Anyways, for the music, I'd have to give it maybe a 2 out of 5, just because the music was, I mean, honestly, yes, it suited, like, the scenes it was, like, played on, like, played at, but I didn't go out of my way to listen to the music of the show, um, but if I were to pick, like, my favorite, um, OST from the drama, um, I think the title is called, sorry, let me just, let me find it. It's called, um, what's it called? Oh my gosh, sorry guys. Oh, In My Little Mind. That's probably my favorite song of the whole K-drama, and I believe it is, like, an all-English song, so... Yeah, maybe I'll try listening to the OST more, but personally for me, it's not like my favorite OST, if that makes sense. So anyways, moving on, um, let's go to my favorites. Uh, my favorite character, hmm, maybe I'll have to say Gomin C, just because I really like her character development in this second season. Like, I like how... You know, from the first season, she was like this brat. She was like just so mean to her cousin, um, Kim Jojo. But at least in the second season, you know, she matured. She still has that bratty side, but at least she seems more human. Like at least a little bit, which is, you know, I'm all for character development. So I'm all for that, which is what I like. And um, I like how, although she is again mean and bratty and snobby, you know, at least now she's nicer to Kim Jojo. At least now she has more respect for people around her, you know. So I guess I like her character because of the development. So for my favorite scene, what is my favorite scene? Oh my gosh, let me think. Um, oh my gosh, the scene where it was like there, um, Kim Jojo and Suno were like back in it was like a park i guess and it was like there was like a big like 
road in the and it wasn't a road like a big sidewalk in the middle and there was like trees in the side and basically Kim Jojo was you know telling Suno that um although they didn't you know oh my gosh this is a spoiler spoiler alert like just skip forward but um even though they didn't end up together um they're still happy that you know they met each other and they're still happy that they're able to be friends and you know they're saying how um maybe they're meant to only meet but they weren't meant to end up together and that was so heartbreaking like because i'm not i'm team suno like i know that um the other guy what's his name <laughs> um lee Hae-young, i know that his character was definitely like probably a better choice because he isn't like super how do you say this like he doesn't like what's the word objectify or like he doesn't like take full control of um, Kim Jojo but I think I'm I'm just like biased to like Song Kang and his looks but anyways um yeah that scene was just so heartbreaking to me because honestly I really wish that she ended up with Suno and like I know on Facebook there's like so many arguments like why she should have picked the other guy why she shouldn't have picked Suno or you know, there's also opposing arguments that are like why she should have picked Suno and why she shouldn't have ended up with Heyoung. But well, I'm not the scriptwriter here, so I can't say much about it. I can't change it. So I just want to say, yeah, that's my favorite scene because that just makes sense. You know, like I believe in that. How there's like some people that you just are meant to be to meet. You're meant to meet them, but you're not necessarily meant to end up together and i think that goes the same for like friends like that's how i related to it like not in the love way i related more as like the friendship way like how there's some people that i am meant to meet in my life and maybe be friends with for a while but that does not necessarily mean that they're meant to you know stick with me forever and that hurts i guess sometimes but it's just true that's life (laughs) So for my next segue segment, um, my personal opinions about the show, I think honestly, it's not really a must watch. Like I know I said so much about this K-drama, but to me, like if you like Love Alarm, if you like the first season, then go ahead, you know, watched it, watched it. No, if you like it, then go ahead and watch it. But you know, if you're not really a fan of the first season, then of course, like, there's no use in watching the second season. And, um, I guess if you think, if you wanna, like, um, if you're planning to invest your time watching it, then I should say, like, maybe watch a different K-drama instead. Because, you know, just simply because, well, number one, maybe I'm biased because she didn't end up with the person I wanted her to end up with. But also... I, don't know, I feel like there's like other better K drama like script writing than this. I'm gonna get so much hate for saying that, but like for me personally, okay, like for my own opinion, I think um, it's not worth watching if you're not like a massive fan of it. You know, like if you're afraid of you know FOMO or something, like if you if you have FOMO, then you want to watch it, then sure go ahead. But to me, um, you don't have to watch it. Like. I won't judge you if you don't watch it. <laughs> I don't know how else to say this nicely, but 
I'll end it there. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, it's basically all I have to say. Like, if you want to watch it, go ahead. If you think you don't want to watch it, then it's okay. You don't have to. Don't watch it. I, I think I would have spent, you know, that three to four hours watching the show, watching another drama instead. But again, that's my opinion. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, I've been talking for a while now. So before I end the show, I would like to wrap up by telling you guys, of course, my current favorites. So what I'm currently watching right now, I'm again, I'm still watching most of the same thing. So of course, I'm watching um, Vicenzo, which is getting really high ratings now, and they deserve it. It's a really good show. I'm also watching Sisyphus, Penthouse Two. And some new shows that I'm actually watching now is Mouse. It is a really good show. It's not on Netflix though. You have to watch it on Drama Cool. But um, I actually discovered it on Facebook because the ratings were going up. And it's basically about a kid who kind of grows up with this serial killer gene. And you know that's kind of like his background story. But then, like as the storyline evolves, it goes more into like um, a bit more psychological. It goes a bit into like um, crime as well. And it's a really interesting like story. And it really it gave me chills while watching it. Like at night, it actually creeped me out because I was watching it like late at night, and I was like, I don't know, it scared me a bit. But yeah, it's a really good show. I would recommend you watch it. Um, Lee Sung Gi's on the show. So if you're into him, then you probably already watched it. But if you don't know he's in the show, then you should watch it. I really recommend that. And another show that I have um, been watching, or I just started watching like yesterday, and right now I'm like already in episode five or six, is Do You Like Brahms? And is that how you say Brahms? I'm not sure, but <laughs> anyways, I really like the show. It's about um, uh, music and a lot about you know. It's about these like two groups of friends, and um, they're both like same numbered. If that makes sense, like it's about these three friends and then another three friends, and kind of like their story about you know like a bit of love triangle, but not really. Like it didn't go so like focus into the love triangle thing. But I really like it because it's a really heartwarming and relaxing show. And I think I really gravitated towards the show because all the shows I'm watching now, it's a bit more like heavy-hearted, I should say. Like, you know, Penthouse 2, it just makes you want to go crazy. Mouse is a bit also like heavy. Vicenzo is, it's not that heavy, but it makes you kind of think a bit. And also Sisyphus, like, you know, a lot of my shows right now, like, makes me think. So, Do You Like Brahms is definitely like um, a really good way for me to kind of relax and enjoy a K-drama, which I enjoy all of my K-dramas, but you know what I mean? Like, do you like Brahms? I just really needed a show that would make me relax and not be stressed. That's so, I'm overreacting, but you guys know what I mean. <laughs> and yeah, anyways, um, what that's basically what I'm currently watching right now. It's a lot, but I also plan to watch um, Beyond Evil, which is actually... Um, I know the guy in, um, what's this called? Hotel Da Luna is in that show, um, Beyond Evil. And I haven't started watching it yet, but I really want to start watching it because um, I think it's a bit of crime also. 
Wait, what's his name? Oh, here. Yojingu. Is that how you say his name? I'm not sure. I probably butchered it. But I really want to watch that show also. So maybe I'll start watching it like this weekend or something. <laughs> so what I'm currently listening to is... Oh my gosh, guys. There's like a lot of songs now that are coming out. And the first one on my list is Itsy's Trust Me. And it's a song dedicated to their Mitsies because they just had a fan like meeting, I believe. And I think it's like their first fan meeting, if I'm not mistaken. So they have a song for that. And I actually really like listening to the English version of the song. Um, and that's kind of rare because I usually tend to go for the Korean version just because it just sounds a lot better. That sounds so wrong, but like sometimes... Like, the English version of the song just sounds a bit funny. Maybe, like, the syllables are, like, too many or too few or something. But, yeah, I really enjoy listening to that song. And I've also been listening to Super Junior's new um, song. It's called House Party. I haven't listened to the full album yet, but I'll try to. Like, one of these days, I'll listen to it while I'm taking a shower or something. (laughs) But I really like the vibe of the song. And, you know, like, now that we're in this whole pandemic again, like, especially in the Philippines, like, we're basically back to round one and we're having cases that are, like, up to 8,000 per day. Um, This song just really gives off, like, really good vibes. Party vibes. Um, It's a very, like, energetic song. And I enjoy it. That's all I can say. I mean, I'm not good at describing music, but I enjoy the music. So that's what's important. (laughs) And next, I've also been listening to Jesse's what type of ex and um ever since nunu nana i feel like i've been keeping up with jesse like with her um tv shows like her um jesse show interview show interview um and i really like her humor she's just really funny and i like how you know she really expresses herself she's not ashamed of who she is and she just you know goes for it so i'm all for that i'm all for jesse so i really like her new song and again, I've still been listening to Wavy's um, third mini album, I believe. Yeah, third mini album. And I, I've been still listening to um, Action Figure and also um, Good Time. Usually, I gravitate towards those two songs, but I also like um, Horizon and All for Love. But yeah, and other songs, of course, Rose's um, single album, 80s. I've been listening to them also. And yeah, those are pretty much what I've been listening to. I guess a bit of shiny also because I still can't get over their whole album. It's really good. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much what I've been listening to these days. So next, um, what I'm currently um, obsessed with. And honestly, this when I was thinking of what to answer for this, I couldn't really think of one exact answer. But uh, maybe I can say... um cards like poker cards (laughs) because me and my family you know since we're just at home all the time what we've been doing to you know keep us from being bored is playing cards so we've been playing um pusoidos and we've been playing also um tongets which both are like filipino card games that we really enjoy playing because you know it's like pretty much based out of your luck you know like even though you use your brain like sure your brain will help you win but then really you also need good cards so 
yeah, I'm not trying to promote gambling or anything, but that's what I've been doing in the house um, to keep us from our boredom. And that's basically what we've been obsessed with. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for listening to the end of the podcast. Congratulations, you survived another episode filled with Daphne's rambles. If you have any suggestions or more ideas for topics to talk about, feel free to contact me. All details will be down below in the little description of the podcast. Um, I actually list everything there like from my sources and I also put my link to my K-Drama spreadsheet. All you have to do is like just click the, um, the title, the name, and the hyperlink will bring you to where you need to go. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, again, thank you guys for watching. Do not forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends or family who may be interested. So thank you once again, and I'll see you all, hopefully, next week. Bye!